The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield and Arlen Suderman's joining us with FC Stone. And I just joked with you, Arlen. You got a little party going on, a nice rally to see today in the marketplace. Let's talk about what you're seeing. Yeah, of course, what really catches your attention is the wheat price being up double digits, and a lot of that's short covering, but we are starting to turn the corner there. We're starting to turn the charts, and as charts turn, that encourages more speculative short covering. The bad news is, as we do so, we're pricing ourselves off the world market, not that our exports were that booming anyway. Um, fundamentally, it's all based on the forecast for continued dry weather through the month for areas of the southern plains that have been so dry for so long. Uh, where the majority of the uh, uh, wheat in that area has had less than a quarter of its normal precipitation over the last several months and uh, not much improvement seen in the forecast. And uh, we're about to break dormancy and going to need that moisture here pretty soon. And and so that's getting the the shorts pretty nervous in the market. Well, Arlen, there has been a lot of concern. I was just down in Texas, and we've kind of talked about it uh, the last couple of days on the final bell. When they talk about it being dry in the south, it definitely has has brought up some concerns. And how much is that going to play as we get closer and closer to the start of spring planting? Well, it always plays more when the when the hedge funds have big short or sold positions, and that's a position we find ourselves particularly in Chicago. But until today, Kansas City was really leading the way, and and the hedge funds really didn't have that big of short positions in there. So they are covering what short positions they had. We're seeing some bottom pickers come in, some end users uh, buying a little bit of coverage before prices get higher. There's some legitimate concerns, and we have a huge surplus. Um, uh, between a six and seven month surplus of old crop stocks we're going to be carrying into the new year so it's not like we're worried about running out of supplies anytime soon but it comes down to again milling quality supplies that's been the real problem here over the last uh, couple of years now if if we have lower yields we should get higher protein which the market wants but if it's because of drought, you can also get the shriveled kernel that doesn't uh, that doesn't mill well as as well, and so that's concern here. The mills really don't know what we're going to have in this new crop, and the export customers either. Globally, we've got big supplies. That's been a lid on the corn market, and this drought may help us remove some of those surplus supplies um, and take a little bit of that lid off the corn market as well. Do we have some nervousness, some excitement ahead of this USDA report tomorrow? Um, There's a little excitement and not necessarily U.S. balance sheet, um, but more or less South America's balance sheet and how that may impact our balance sheet here in the United States. Uh, We know that the crops are coming in with good yields in Brazil. We haven't got to the southern part of the country yet. Most of the harvest is in northern areas at this point, and the yields have been good. I mean, everything we expected may be a little bit better. Uh, We anticipate those yields will drop off as we get into southern parts of the country. Overall, USDA projected the soybean crop at 110 million metric tons. Uh, Last month, uh, the general thinking is that they'll add another million metric tons to that. There are some private estimates that are as high as 114, 115. I've even seen one at, I think, 118. 
I'm becoming more skeptical of that than it was a week or two ago as I hear about some of the stress in the southern areas. But, but we'll see. A lot of it also comes down to how big of an area you believe has been planted, and that's a little bit of a guessing game when you get in the backcountry of Brazil. Um, when you go south Argentina, then the question is, okay, if the increases in Brazil, how much will losses in Argentina offset that? USDA is currently at 56 million metric tons. Um, a lot of the, the trade is generally expecting them to come down to about 54 million metric tons in this report, and I think that's reasonable. Uh, some of the local estimates are down to 51 million metric tons, and if we don't get the showers forecast over the next couple of days, uh, the Buenos Aires Grain Exchange climatologist says that uh, he expects things to, to drop down to around 41 million metric tons for soybeans. On the corn side, <clears throat> we've been the low, the low bid here, so to speak, expecting a smaller safrina crop this year. We've been at around 87 million metric tons, and the trade has largely been around 95 million metric tons. But we are starting to see some of the other private estimates coming our direction, starting to buy into the smaller safrina crop. And if you combine that with some of the losses in Argentina, really, um, when you look at the situation in Argentina, corn's probably much more vulnerable than soybeans at this point. And uh, right now, USDA is at about 42 million metric tons. We could see that drop to 40 million metric tons. Some of the local private estimates are in the mid-30s. Uh, I think it's a little premature to say that, but that's some of the possibilities. And what's interesting is we could see China, United States, Brazil, and Argentina, those major producers of corn, all see smaller crops this year than last year, even as demand grows. And that would definitely make it for some interesting marketing as we head into to our spring springtime. Yeah, absolutely. So the thing is then, will prices rally and kind of buy some corn acres back? We were expecting to lose a few corn acres uh, maybe a million, million and a half acres in this coming year. Maybe the market will buy some of that back. Soybeans, on the other hand, going the other direction. Yeah, we do have the losses in Argentina, but our exports are so far behind. We're in danger of seeing USDA print an ending stocks number above 500 million on Friday. Well, we'll stick around, folks. We do have more of the Fontenelle final bell coming up here. And, of course, Arlen Suderman is joining us. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about the chatter. If you read Arlen's midday comments, there's some biodiesel talk of biodiesel tax extenders. What's that going to mean to the markets? And, of course, we'll also check out what's happening on the livestock side as well. It is the Fontenelle final bell being brought to you by Fontenelle and your local Fontenelle dealers. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Arlen Suderman is joining us with FC Stone. Before we headed to break, Arlen, you'd really have been hitting on what's been happening in South America. And folks that maybe follow along with your midday comments might have seen that Argentine soy map that you guys showed. And it just amazes me as we continue with these 100 plus days for them, just the continued drop off, experiencing a combination of heat and dryness. Yeah, we learned this last year in the Midwest that not just dryness will necessarily cut yield, but the combination of dryness and heat. And so just looking back at the heat, number of days over 95, number of days over 100 for many different locations of Argentina's crop belt. 
on top of the map of where the dry areas are to percent of normal rainfall and and it does look like that we're hot and dry enough to be doing a considerable amount of damage right now as i said rainfall here over the next couple of days thursday and friday some showers lingering into the weekend will provide some relief about 65 percent of the belts expected to see anywhere from a half inch to one and a half inches those who get one and a half inches will get some real good relief those who get a half inch and that kind of heat it isn't going to last long and of course the pattern goes back warm and dry again as we get into next week another thing that you had talked about in that perspective midday was the chatter out there about the biodiesel tax extender what will that do should it do to where we're seeing the markets trade well we saw much of the strength we saw yesterday came as rumors start circulating about a two-year deal extension of the tax extender on the biodiesel which we've been out of um, been missing now for some time and uh, that helped uh, the soil market really gain in an oil share trade uh, against meal and that helped boost soybeans and gave us the big uh, bullish reversal in soybean prices yesterday uh, but that kind of reversed today soybeans only were down a couple in the nearby con- uh, sense in the nearby contracts so oil was down sharply on rumors that the extender bill uh, was just for one year and uh, so that was a real disappointment and, and we still don't know what's going to pass and what's going to actually end up through the sausage making process of, of passing a funding bill through and uh, so soybeans kind of gave up on that a little bit today and we saw the weakness return over to the livestock side of the trade arlen is there a lack of some stability market-wise going on right now on these live cattle yeah we've, we've overall seen uh, a little bit weaker tone of late uh, and to some extent sell-off and hogs has contributed to that but uh, overall, this cattle market, we're losing the margins that we had for the packers. Uh, the volatility we're seeing in the stock market, there's uh, somewhat of a correlation between a weak stock market and weak beef prices. As the consumer, when the stock market's low, the consumer tends to be a little bit more cautious, buy fewer stakes. And so while it looked like uh, a few days ago we were going to be able to move this market above 126 basis the April contract, now that confidence has waned and we're starting to see a little bit more weakness we did see some cattle a few cattle not a lot i think it's like 146 head or so move on the online exchange for 126 um that's pretty close to where the february contract is a little above where the february contract's trading um but we've lost a little bit of momentum to the upside there um with what's happening in the outside markets now i did see box beef saw some higher numbers over the midday yeah and that's certainly helping the margins a little bit we need to see that strength in the dollar kind of hurt though too we've seen a real correlation here over the past month or so on whether the dollar is strong or weak a strong dollar has tended to uh, suppress exports for beef while a weak dollar has tended to support it and uh, the dollar was coming back today over to the hogs we saw some sharp losses that developed in their market trade today Absolutely. Some heavy liquidation by the funds. It started yesterday when the charts began to break down. Uh, some concerns there that if we, as we brought new packing plants on the line, that uh, we have uh, really created this increased uh, competition among the plants for the hogs. That has increased the cash price. The product price hasn't held up. Margins have started to disappear the funds started getting nervous and then you add in the uncertainty of the stock market and it's led kind of to the sell-off in the hogs as the charts started to give way. 
What we need is some warmer weather across the entire U.S. to get some, some early spring grilling going on. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? I would certainly <laughs> vote for that. Uh, I think as the wheat crop breaks dormancy, we'll start getting a better feel for what the losses are there. And you do talk about that. Anything else that we need to be looking at, grain or livestock, as we move on in this week? I think the big question is, what's USDA going to do in the crop report tomorrow? That helps set the tone. And then we really want to watch and see if the dollar continues to recover, if it breaks lower once again. And what about the stock market? Stability gone? Or we could actually see more money coming into the commodities if stocks stabilize but have trouble returning to their strong gains of the past. And, of course, it's always bringing in some frustration for producers as we wait and see what those numbers will have to say tomorrow. Further information, if they want to follow you through social media, Arlen, what's the best way to do it? Well, social media be twitter.com slash Arlen, A-R-L-A-N, F is in Frank, F is in Frank, 101. And that is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle and your local Fontenelle dealer. Arlen Suderman from FC Stone joining us on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.